0: Welcome, welcome, welcome to On with Tony and Ken, where we talk about the nerdy things that make us who we are. It is episode 33, Ken. How are we feeling this week? Oh
1: man, all good, all good. Um, it's the first week done of the summer holidays, so mm-hmm. you know me, I'm just chilled, I'm just relaxed. Um, I've turned into Tony slightly this week. How so? Um, but in, in pain. I have been going gym crazy consistently in the morning. I'm in gym from 7 a.m every single day today's mm-hmm. the only day i've taken a day off so six days of pain um and i say pain because uh, i did deadlifts yesterday i did legs yesterday yes. and now doing anything makes me feel like an old man See, which just that's means where you messed working. up
0: working but that's where you messed up you did deadlifts and legs that is that is murder like i like to keep, um do you know do you know what how i treat my my leg session i i treat it like both my least favorite and my favorite child i keep them separate from the rest of the children you don't you don't you don't (laughs) let them mix because you get them all together they they will gang up on you and leg day that son of a bitch of a child will let you know how much he hates you
1: well i i think it's um well the reason why i did it in that way is because I needed to get out of the way so I can get this initial pain out of the way. If anyone knows about going to gym, the first time you go to gym after a very long time or just the first time you go to gym, your muscles will remind you that, why haven't you done this sooner? Do you know what? Come get this acid. And then you'll just be shooting you in every single muscle. So I wanted to get out of the way this week so that next week when everything is much nicer and when I actually do do these exercises again, The recovery will be considerably quicker and I don't have this horrendous feeling of soreness. I've only gone over the soreness of my uh, arms, chest and back uh, today uh, from, you don't even notice, from Monday Monday up until Saturday yesterday, I was just in agony. Mm. It it, it loosened up a little bit yesterday, uh, but it's considerably better today. Which means, uh, yeah, my 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 entire body is swollen, yeah, (laughs) Uh, temporarily because it's literally bruised. But you know, I'm not doing a good job of selling exercise to people right now. You're not, Um, but no, it's 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 not because uh, I just understand it's the initial process. It's it's Uh. the it's the pain that you go through initially, where everything kind of levels out later on because if anyone that's trained before after like a couple of weeks you're absolutely fine and you start making gains and the soreness only literally lasts for just a little bit after your session yeah um and just recovers quite nicely so yeah those
0: first few weeks are literally that you ain't shit weeks constantly when you're going right those first few weeks when you haven't been to the gym for ages the gym in every facet every station you go to it reminds you, you ain't shit. You're thinking to yourself, oh, I'm just going to do simple 10 reps on this. And as you're doing them and you're approaching like those last two, it's literally reminding you, you ain't shit. Then you put it down and thinking, oh, I've got a few more sets. You go to the other ones like, and you're working it. You ain't shit. And by the end of it, when you're done your mm-hmm. session, where you think to yourself, oh man, I could have worked a little bit harder. Then you wake up to the next day to those doms the, the, the delayed onset muscle pain right it literally lets you know you ain't shit every step you take after that first leg day if you if you try to think to yourself oh i'm gonna go hard i'm really gonna burn off those cakes that i had uh, so <laughs> that's, a, that's
1: a rookie move
0: <laughs> you're going that's down the move. steps of your house every step is you ain't shit you ain't shit you ain't shit in pain you ain't shit you ain't shit you ain't shit and it's constant reminding so you just need to break past the you ain't shit weeks to like oh you got this you got this week's. That's what you need. Do you to know do what
1: I love about uh, um, these couple of weeks? What's that? These couple of weeks have you walking like an idiot, bro. Of course. course. <laughs> I'll be getting out of bed like a penguin. I'll be yeah. walking down the, the, the steps sideways. Yeah. You know, everyone be asking, what's wrong with you? I'm like, mm-hmm. I'm, 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 I'm fine. You're looking like you're, you need to do a poo. Like, yeah. like, literally, everything you do, trying to lift, grab something from the top shelf, mm-hmm. you look like an idiot. Like, yeah. anything, holding a pen. Like start writing my left hand, you know, <laughs> uh, in some instances, yeah. but no, like I'll not get too bogged down by this, but no, no, I, I do enjoy the process. I've been mm-hmm. here before. Uh, work hasn't permitted me to be uh, involved in my workout. So I'm happy to be back here um, and I'll be comfortable to go basketball at some point because now my legs are out of commission. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, besides that, just, you know, doing My thing in the process of buying a house, yep, make sure that that's all uh, sorted. Um, I'm not saying I'm rich, I just saved for a very long time. Oh, you rich, rich. You, oh, rich, I wish rich. I was rich, rich. Oh, by the way, everyone, if, if you didn't know this, uh, Tony's actually rich. Oh, um, shut up. Can you tell by the how posh his voice shut is? Up. Um, he is upper class. Um, he's not part of the uh, all of us, us heathenistic, you, working you, are, citizens. you
0: are so full of it. You are so. I ha- wish ha- have I would you heard was- this guy talk. Have you heard this guy talk about his job? Hey, my be, lord. Do you know do you know how Money I bass. learned my eloquence? My eloquence came from two places. One, being raised by two immigrants that suffered uh, struggled to speak English. So constantly asked me, how do you pronounce this? How do you pronounce it? Bear in mind, my dad was a French teacher, right? So it kind of behooved him to actually, you know, at least be able to competently speak English. So anytime you'll read something, see something, it'll ask me to pronounce it. So I kind of grew up as much as possible trying to learn the Queen's English. And uh, you know to kind of relay that the best pronunciation I'm aware of to my parents, and also as a poor black man from the streets, you know i used to I used to find lost books, lost uh tomes of education, and learned, no, I didn't do that. It uh, makes me sound like some character from Oliver Twist, but um that do you know what? as as a person that appreciates communication and language, I think for me it's like I think it doesn't really matter how you sound if you've got an accent that's unimportant as long as you're able to communicate in an eloquent way wherever you're from like you can have a very strong eastern european accent african accent whatever mm. if you can communicate and i can understand you that's all that really matters i can't i just don't really appreciate people Aye. that kind of mumble a lot or like you know use very uh, very slang heavy to the point where it's like the only thing they they can do is kind of make guttural snorts and sounds like "mm yeah, mm yeah, sweet still, mm I get you, bro, mm yeah, mm guys, ting and guys, ting."
1: I, 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 have you seen how this rich guy tried to justify his richness?
0: We're, I'm not I'm not rich. Businesses. I'm not rich. I'm pretty I'm pretty <laughs> sure we make the same amount of money. So you're full of it. Now we
1: do. We do. We do. We do. Um, I'm just full of it.
0: <laughs> but let me let me talk about my week. My week has actually been pretty up and down. The the down started off with my my partner. She still uh, she well she was still very much uh struggling very badly with coronavirus mostly recovered now she's you know sometimes she has to catch a breath Um, sometimes she has to catch quite a few breaths and it's like you look at her it's like oh crap she's about to die and I can't help her I'm completely useless shit um but no she's a lot better now um in terms of like everything else I've been watching a lot of content Kent like uh, you know um there's that new Dune movie coming out are you familiar with Dune yeah, of course. So it's based off of a uh, a book um, by I think Frank Herbert, uh sci-fi epic, and it's like notoriously known for being like one of the hardest films to ever adapt. I think in the past it's been adapted twice. There was a movie in the seventies that was like production nightmare. Like you can look it up. There's documentaries about it. There was another a uh, sci-fi channel um, mini series. I think uh, it was split into two parts. You had Dune, then you had uh, Children of Dune and there were like um, three feature-length episodes, so to speak, so about an hour and a half. I actually went back and actually started watching them. I was trying to find uh, Frank Herbert's Dune, the sci-fi channel, I could only find the sequel, which is Children of Doom, uh, which I never actually watched in the past, and I've been watching it, and it's gotten me really excited for the new Dune movie. Like, um, for most people, they wouldn't be aware that this property existed before, but it's really complex really deep and I'm looking forward to it uh, other than that what I've been watching um, uh, oh off of our talk last week we talked about HEMA. I actually went back and watched the old 2002 series it still holds up man it still holds up oh um, yeah And uh, My Hero Academia just like really immersed in myself I've been lazy this week I've only been gym three times this week and I know some of you are thinking like oh, look at this prick he's only been gym three times this week yeah Mr. Mr. Steroids uh, calm down calm down i don't do steroids not anymore anyway um but no i've never done steroids (laughs) i've never done steroids bro you better refute that (laughs) (laughs) i've never i've never done steroids. but no like this week is one of those ones where i kind of went into effort mode whereby uh the last few months i've been working proper proper hard basketball gym work uh personal projects and i kind of like uh, this week the only thing i had left to do was leg day and i feel ashamed that i kind of skip leg day you should never skip leg day but i'm gonna kill myself next week because i'm gonna be doing it twice but the, no, the don't worst don't kill yourself i'm gonna kill myself i'm gonna kill myself and i'm gonna be resurrected in the spirit of legs and uh and
1: come if, back if stronger. anyone don't know about tony uh, know that this guy can dance in it yeah so man. what what this guy's gonna do for us after he's <sighs> by his own
0: words uh, yeah killed himself yeah
1: i want to see this guy crit walk
0: Tony, uh, you better crip walk do you know what i actually <laughs> technically speaking i'll be the saddest crip walk <laughs> if all i have to do is actually do one of my severe leg days and i'll literally be looking like i'm crip walking on a bus in the middle of an earthquake that's all i can say about that when you when you do one of my leg day sessions that's how you be moving that's if you ever actually want like dance lessons you don't even have to go to a dance studio i'll just take you to the gym fuck up your legs and you'll literally be doing like the harlem shake with your feet I know, like it sounds crazy, but it's possible. Uh, other than Wait, that. Which Harlem shake, Tony? I'm talking about the original one, not the, the stupid <laughs> one where people are, look like they're skipping. Oh, by the way,
1: we, it's been long enough mm-hmm. that the kids, kids nowadays won't remember that original Harlem shake.
0: The original original or the no, first no, original? No,
1: uh, no, the, the, the second one that came after. Yeah. I mean, yeah, things yeah. move quickly, Kids, kids are old enough now to actually not remember the second iteration of the Harlem Shake.
0: Things move quickly. People have already forgotten the Dougie, which is like my favorite dance, but it's like, it's irrelevant now. I'm trying to that figure out- That
1: was like 2010, bro. I
0: know. That was 10 years ago. That was a decade ago. I know. Right now, I'm trying to figure out how to do South African dancing because I, I've been really getting to am piano. For any people that doesn't know, that's like South African dance music or South African yeah. house, whatever you want to call it. But the dances are, are pretty much a young person's sport. Very elaborate, um, very, very yeah, complex. Yeah.
1: P- people tend to forget how time works as well. Yeah, because
0: you're right, it, it is uh,
1: very time dependent. Mm-hmm. Um, just how like um, someone told me and it blew my mind. Um, the and I saw this all over the internet a few weeks back. Yeah, you know, the 60s to the 90s is the same as the 90s to now.
0: Yeah, let me ask you something. Let's get into a topic right now. I want to ask you a topic. Uh-huh. Uh, how do you feel old? We're 32 years old, right? Uh, no, you're about to be 32. Your birthday is in August. Uh, I've just yeah. turned 32. Do you feel old? And what does it mean to feel old? Like, I, for me, on some level, sometimes just thinking back to something and thinking, yo, that was just last year and finding out, no, that was 2001 and thinking, oh my God, not like this. Not like this. <laughs> well,
1: it, it, it's three things. It's the physical, it's mm-hmm. the social, and it's yeah. the mental yeah um it's the
0: physical social mental we'll start with the physical mm-hmm. write this down before i don't forget physical social so you know ken is a bit simple so when he wants to talk about stuff he has to actually have to write it down and like spell it out very very so like physical one time i caught him actually trying to spell physical with an f and i'm thinking shame on you sir shame on yeah, you.
1: yeah 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 can everyone ignore that guy in the back because he's just waffling um physical with F, my bruv. An F. I mean, it sounds like you're projecting. Um I'm I'm not and projecting what you used to do. I right, do oh, no just... no, sorry, my bad. I think you used to spell it with a pH.
0: Yeah. Physical. That's right? how that's how you're supposed to spell it with a pH. Let me let me let me test you, Ken. How do you spell t- <laughs> what's the first letter in pterodactyl? Pterodactyl? Yeah. Obviously it's a K, brev. <laughs> oh you you disappoint me anyway you, just get into your old arsenal. oh wait i swear two plus two equals to five it's 15 bro get it right, get I, it right. I, 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 I swear the capital
1: of london is l yo
0: yo that is a bar <laughs> that is a bomb. <laughs> the capital of uh, london is l yo yeah. i'm pretty sure
1: do you know how deep do you know how deep that is because london is a city like and it's uh, obviously the capital of England. Anyway, uh, let's not get into it. Bars. It, it, was, it, was, it, was dumb, it was dumb smart bars. Bars. It was dumb smart bars. Anyway, self. Yeah. The physical, social, and the mental. Yeah. Physically, I, I do feel myself peaking. Mm-hmm. Like I do feel myself being on the other side of that peak. Right. Right. Um even down to what I was talking about earlier with going gym and then it just feeling a bit more um. It's a little uh, bit harder, the, you know. The the, the the
0: recovery is a bit slower. It's a, it's a joke. It's a joke. Yeah. recovery is yeah, a joke thing. Like you, exactly. You do like a basic I don't remember warm it being up a and week, you're, and you're feeling it for the rest of the section. And thinking yourself, oh yo, I need to have a pre rest to the rest for the for this warm up because oh, there we go. Oh, these stretches, I used to been been able to bend certain ways. Right, me just trying to pick up my keys off the floor when I try to when I drop them, I think to myself, you know, you're good. You stay there. I don't need you for now. I'm not going out.
1: Yeah. And it, it just, it just, um, that feeling actually scares me. Right. And even gives me energy to actually, um, keep pushing, to actually be more active. It's like because, a challenge. Well, that, and also let's say 10 years from now or mm-hmm. even 15 years from now where things are going to get even slower. Oh, they're going to get rough. Mate, you don't want to be not fit. No. When those times uh, happen, because yeah. it's going to be so much hard to put yourself back in that position mm-hmm. to actually bring yourself back to fitness. Yeah. Or even be as uh, a spry or or active as you are now, or yeah. even as people 10 years younger than us. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, uh, the f- physically, I, I do feel it a little bit. not Not as major as I thought, because I haven't mm-hmm. been as active as I want to. If anything, I've been the most consistent uh, quite recently than I've been in my entire life. Yeah. Um, or even last time when I was training in basketball in secondary school. But yeah, yeah let me not get too much into it. So feel physically, socially, actually I'll get into socially last. Mentally, mm-hmm. um, I still feel like a kid. I still feel like a kid. Um, and, I, and I think there's something that I've talked about people, uh, to people a lot. Yeah. Like, I, I, I think people never really stop being kids. They just, the government and society kind of define when you're an adult, or when you're grown, yeah. But people still go through the same things in their mind, and I've seen mm-hmm. kids be super mature and do some adult things, yeah, when they really shouldn't be, or they don't have to, but they choose to, or they're put in a situations where they don't have a choice to be so, uh, to to be
0: a kid, and they therefore feel. Do you like know what an adult th- Do you know where I think that things. comes from? With that that kind of cessation uh, of th- th- being th- th- a kid. Th- th- there's a lot of. Okay, go on. Go I on. think there's kind of like two main things. It's um mm. the desire for more. Like you reach a point in life where you're not getting an allowance no more. There's no such thing as EMA. There's 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 no, I, I, besides Dude, from like. That got, that, that's when over like 90% people said, saying EMA. Okay, um, government allowance, let's put it that way. I don't know what the new term for it is now, but like. We, I was, got, we got free. Oh no, bro, what do you mean? It, it, it ended like a couple of years after
1: we got it. It Bradley, ended, it but I think exist. I think
0: it came back in another form. I could be wrong. I haven't been a kid in oh such a long time um, with my old. All, all,
1: all, 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 all that they have is student union, and you get
0: discounts in some places. That's there we it. go. So,
1: but, but but the government doesn't give you money like they used to give us
0: money. What well, they do if you sign on, like you know, job seekers allowance, like that's probably like the only way to kind of thing. But so I think the two places where like the At cessation 16, job seeker allowance yeah you can you could i think you can technically get a 16 maybe 18 sure? uh, one of those two 18 18 or 16 but essentially i'm making the point of this right there, there reaches a point in life where you, you don't get free funds anymore you need to work for your funds ergo i think the respon- uh, the idea of responsibility and want right i think at some point you wake up one day you want something and your mom's not going to get it for you if, you if you live that kind of life. If you're lucky and blessed that you have rich parents that can still kind of spoil you in your old age, bully for you. Um, but it reaches a point, especially with us growing up in Southeast London, you know, when not the most affluent of places, uh, reaches a point where you're no longer a legal child no more. You need to if you want something, you need to figure out how you're going to get it. you can do the illegal way, break into that place that still takes effort or you can do it the legal way work and make money so right there is the the want of something right and also with that comes the responsibility that comes with that maybe it's dependence you know that could be from your own family if you have kids at a certain age or your actual you know a ready-made family as in your parents your your brothers and sisters where if you're still at home like your parents are not young anymore or they probably depend on you a bit more so you need to start paying rent i think the moment it comes to the idea is like oh i got stuff to pay for my phone i gotta pay for that it's like the childish things have to be put aside because time is finite we only have 24 hours in a day and you need to be able to strategize and figure out how to maximize mm. that, 20, we all have the same amount of time, and there's people out there are very impressive, able to maximize that time. But at the same time, it comes with sacrifice. If you're a person that used to love playing video games, guess what, buddy? You're not going to have the mental capacity to actually do those six hours, even if you had that six hour block anymore. Because guess what? You need to figure out how to pay the electricity to pay for your console, pay for your TV. Or if you want that new console, you have to figure out how you're going to get that 500 pounds to get that console. And that kind of push and pull, eventually responsibility and want kind of pulls away from that desire of play because play requires time.
1: Yeah, yeah. It goes back to the whole time and money thing. Yeah. Uh, Because I really understand what you meant by the want because... I guess you never stop wanting when you're young. Mm-hmm. Oh, I want this, I want that, I want that. But then when you get older and you have the, you now have the capability of do things yourself, mm-hmm. you're no longer a kid anymore. Um, you now are old enough, or the yeah. government says you're old enough, to get a job, yeah. or you're old enough to move out, you're old enough to rent, you're under, old enough to do all these different things. Yeah. But all these things require time because uh, you need to make money in that time. Yes. Or you have to find ways to occupy uh, yourself so that yeah. you can... Uh, get these different things so time and money yeah because the government says so now you have access to because kids would have done it earlier yeah if they were allowed to in kids if they were allowed to work from 12 or mm-hmm. 10 um they would do that and then have apartments by 13 yeah <laughs> um well in, in, in the 30s maybe <laughs> the house yeah. prices nowadays are ridiculous ridiculous but, you know you know what i mean like the government does play a big part in telling you when you're grown enough mm-hmm. especially when you commit a crime and you go to prison uh, you can go to youth offenders. Uh, you can go to a place where you're you're tried as a kid, so therefore you're surrounded by all bad kids. Yeah. But then you know, past certain point, and depending on what law you break, you go to big man prison. Yes. Where you know the murderers, the killers. I guess you could still get murderers and killers and rapists yeah. in um a child prisons, but now you're in the big leagues now. Oh yeah. Uh, with the uh, with the big guys. Uh, and that's its own thing. So I guess the government—I uh, guess it's the fourth thing. Yeah. Before we get onto the uh, social, mm-hmm. the fourth thing is what your environment actually uh, dictates. Yes. Uh, or, or your 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 government dictates about what is uh, deemed as childish or not. Mm-hmm. And the last one is about social. Socially, the reason why I left this um, uh, for the last one because it it's the one that ma- is the quickest reminder to let you know. Um, if you're young or old yeah now we've all been dubbed in different categories for example uh, millennials uh gen, gen z uh, uh gen x baby boomers you know all these different uh, um generations of people right? yeah and the minute you realize you're not part of the current generation anymore then that's a quick reminder to let you know oh yeah yeah you're getting long in the tooth mm-hmm. like you're getting kind of old and then you see how um people or children or young people interact with the media yeah during our time we interacted with the media through um the internet was just starting or we grew up with the internet yeah uh um, oh no no we didn't grow up with the internet we got the internet interjected into our lives past a certain point yeah um the current kids right now grew up with the internet they were born into the internet and they grew up with the internet yeah. we got it slowly we got uh we we we, we Got smartphones slowly as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lived the time where we had dial up. We had the time when we had a phone. That you actually pick up, yeah. not actually put on your face. Um, you you see it through um a media. We grew up watching t- a lot of TV, mm-hmm. cable TV. Kids nowadays have um different streaming sites that parents pay for. Or yeah. if they don't want to go down that route, there are a lot of illegal sites that are very very easily um available Mm -hmm. so that when when we say tv shows that kind of goes over some kids heads because it's like i don't watch tv i watch shows i watch series but i don't watch
0: shows i stream the way that's the new sexy term i I, I stream i I don't know if they say that i know a lot of people say that oh i streamed it i stream I stream it's on the stream baby the internet stream You old people watching your, your dial up TVs and your, your modem <laughs> <Dial-up TV>. television. <laughs> what is that? What is a cassette? Yeah, yeah. What it, is VHS? Things
1: just change. Yeah, bruv. Um and something you mentioned before. Well, actually before I get onto that, mm. Tony, and, and I saw this a lot on the on, uh, Instagram and I wanted to see if um and, and it's very true and very indicative of the next generation. Yeah. Um how if someone was to say, okay, If you was to pick up a phone, how would you gesture
0: it with your hand? Tony, how would you gesture it with your hand? I take my pinky and I take my thumb and I like literally gesture it to my face. All right. And keep the other three down and put it up against your face. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: Now, the thing that blew my mind, which understandably is true because of the generation Mm -hmm. uh, and how things have actually progressed. There's no means downplay, like putting people down. Right. It's It's just how things are. Um, some uh, some of these young kids were were asked, and they would not do that. They would they 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 would put their hands in a position as if they're holding a can of coke and putting their hand to their face. Some of them were literally putting their hand on their face, yeah, all fingers extended, yeah, because oh, once again they didn't, they, yeah, they didn't grow up. They didn't grow up with you know, for example, everyone had a telephone in their yeah. house, right? Uh, yeah. an actual telephone that was connected to the wall, yeah. And then you put up your finger and your pinky to gesture that. Or people um, had a a flip
0: phone. Hence the thumb and pinky were represented. It's to denote the shape, right? The shape, but the shape has changed now. It's just like a flat brick. But you know what the crazy thing is? I would actually imagine more young kids to like, when they want to gesture it, they actually lift it up and like almost like you're holding a pizza up to your lips because the amount of kids I've seen in, either in pub in public public transport or just uh, literally just talking on loudspeaker right or no, it's yeah, not even yeah. on loudspeaker but they do the stupid thing where they'll talk as if it's in loudspeaker They move it to their ear then move it back to their mouth then back to their ear I'm thinking just put it to the side of your face the dumbest thing I, I, I've seen actually and I took a picture of this I haven't sent it to you but my man legit was talking on the phone, but do you know like on most smartphones where the speaker is at the very bottom of your phone? Like it'll be in the, yeah. uh, the cor- one of the corners, either left side or right side or both, right? He's literally sticking it down his ear canal and talking like that. I just think to myself, that is a new one. Like that is like, that is, if, if, could you imagine that what? on an ad for uh, the new iPhone? It's, the new iPhone, so sensitive that you literally need to stick it down your ear canal to have a conversation iPhone. Oh, uh, there's,
1: there's a couple of reasons for that. There's a couple of reasons for that. Um, now I don't know if you remember growing up, mm. but um kids are terrible with technology. This They're was. This wasn't a stuff. kid.
0: This wasn't a kid. G- Yo, this was a grown man. No, 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 no. no, no, no. Let me
1: finish saying. No, say, no, say, no, no, no. no, no, no. Yeah. No. Hear me out. Hear me out. Because it applies to that as well. Mm. You know, when when we're coming up, uh, um, people were always kind of reckless with technology or any right. device that was that could be easily be broken. Yeah. So things wore out. Quickly, I don't know if that's down to the actual uh, product or if it's down to people mistreating uh, certain products, yeah. especially phones in this case. Yeah. So what happened to me with I think two phones ago, um, the speaker and the uh, receiver. Yeah. Uh, the speaker and the and the actual microphone started to degrade, so people weren't hearing me. So I literally had to put it almost down my throat to for people to to hear me. Deep throat. And sometimes where and that's and sometimes I had to put it on loudspeaker, turned down yeah. for me to actually hear what they're saying, which had me doing that kind of rigmarole like, uh, gestation to uh, to that. So maybe that's part of it. And maybe people picked that up and thought, oh, that looks kind of cool. Let me just do that with my perfectly functioning phone. Mm-hmm. So I think that might be one of the routes for it. I'm not saying that's the only route for it. Yeah. But I- I've seen a-, a plethora of different people do it yeah, because you know your phone's probably getting long in the tooth as well so uh certain things didn't work in the way this is supposed to be working
0: honestly if you spend like that much on like a, a piece of tech like a phone like you know some of these iPhones are what uh, a grand 200 or something like that mess it up so quickly. well that's quickly. probably that's probably a reason why they don't want to buy another one then <laughs> and, but if you have to reach the point where you mess up your phone so quickly that you need to stick it down your ears canal just to communicate you can take that he said ca- it will be quick I had my phone like a year, like year and a half I mean, when I was looking at this guy, his phone was fresh. I'm talking about Pristine. Like, he looked, he looked like he just took it okay. out of the bus. Either he's cleaning it every night with a toothbrush. But the point is this, like, you mess up your phone like that to the point where you have to stick it down your ear. And regardless, if it's old or new, but you have to communicate with it sticking into your ear hole, you can take that capital of London. I'm going to wait for you to let that land in your head. But I, I digress. Yeah, I, got I got it. I digress. Let's get into something. But- that's oh, wait, wait, wait. So, like, the uh, the last
1: bit about the, the social, mm-hmm. uh, uh, you, you see it on social media. You see it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. You it, I was going to say Facebook. <laughs> That's another way of showing that you're old. Facebook. There's kids, they've been using Facebook. Remember MySpace?
0: Right? Oh, in my day, we used to use Ugh. that MySpace.
1: Oh, oh my God. Right. It was MSN Messenger originally. Oh, my God. But, yeah, God. you Chat see it on rooms. Instagram where it comes to all these different dances. Yeah. Now, I remember someone saying, like, Oh, someone showed me a video of some of, the, uh, some of these youngers that are now starting to go club now that the quarantine is more or less done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and people are going back into the club. Mm-hmm. And guess what they're playing
0: on, in, the, in the club? What are they playing? Are they playing in the club, in the club? No. What are they playing in the club? Tony, what are they playing? Come on, what are they playing? I mean, you told me I don't go clubbing anymore. No I'm an old man. They won't even let me in. All right. All right, all right. So I'm asking you a different question. Mm-hmm. In the club, what song do they play
1: to make sure people are dancing and uh, and actually involved with what's happening with what the DJs playing? I guess bashman afro afrobeat um dance music I guess yeah mm, I think it's deeper than that I, I, they 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 play what is popular Okay cool yeah right yeah afrobeats and dancehall uh, uh, um like all of that was popular when we was coming up mm-hmm. and hence that's what was being played all the time Yeah what music is popular now um, that people are playing and re- like all uh, sort of Instagram consistently I'm a is it the South African dance music I'm a piano a little bit of that yeah yeah because Afrobeat seems to be uh, a constant anyway mm-hmm. and I guess hip-hop quite a bit mm-hmm. but all the popular songs that people make dances to that actually people react to that yeah. people uh, uh, do all that's the, what's popular the TikTok so songs you're gonna hear like the Meg the Stallions and t- stuff Well, come on, man. Mixed out in shit. Anyway, um, besides who it is. Mm -hmm. But yeah, all all the ones that actually have dances. So I'm a Savage gets played. Mm -hmm. All these different songs that people have made dances to are now being played in the club. Right. All the TikTok dances are now like, you see people dancing TikTok dances in the club. Mm Mm-hmm. And that
0: lets you know the difference. Yo, so you're actually seeing people doing things. TikTok dances Dude, in the club. come on. yo, just, just, here, That bro? just dawned on me seeing that because I already find those TikTok dances, they look dumb on social media, period. I just imagining somebody in the club doing yeah. a TikTok dance, that is hilarious. Yeah. I need to see yeah, yeah. That. that. I need to record that's that. That's where
1: we are right now. Wow. But once again, your reaction let's me know your age because um, i am because old I write it the same way main main i i wrote i wrote the same way and and it's not once again i'm not trying to take it away from them like if that's for how you want to be partying in a the club then mm-hmm. that's you innit? like Yo. I'm, that that's that's up to you innit? not Yo. that's not me
0: but that's that, Na, that's you now another question so, what are you going to do when candy comes on because that's not going to work uh candy is a, is in a state of of, of it's it's always going to be relevant it's always going to be always. relevant you can't tiktok dance to that like, could you imagine somebody trying to TikTok dance with all of those moves? swaying? Rav, come on, man! It 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 has its own dance routine, in it? Candy. That, like, and PP, if, you to to... if you don't have to dance to, if you don't have to dance to Candy, get off the dance floor. Like you shouldn't. You shouldn't yeah, be yeah. there. You shouldn't be there.
1: Like I, I saw kids dancing to it um, on the last day of school. Mm-hmm. So year 11s. So people that can't even get into the club. So like it, it's it's a it's a dance that everyone just ends up learning. You know, yeah. know what I mean. So it, it it's it, that that is always a stand that's always something that is always gonna be a constant. Yeah. Um but once again, like I said, all these dances that are happening in the club mm-hmm. and it's the exact same thing that happened when we was uh in university when we was going to club, because mm-hmm. we had Dougie, we had Crumpin, we had different phases mm-hmm. of dances. And that's what we saw in the club. And best believe the generation above us was saying the same thing that the <laughs> you know what I mean, mm-hmm. like it it's it's a cycle. It's a it's a cycle. I just don't want people to think that oh, this blah 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 is ruining this this this. Oh, I feel sorry for the next generation. Yeah. Um, and I always found that kind of weird because it's like, all right, cool, people said that about our generation, mm-hmm. but for for the most part, we turned out okay. It's like, oh, this is gonna ruin them. It's like, no, we're fine because yeah. we're not idiots. I'm not saying it didn't hurt some people. Some people have a very very inflated understanding of how the world works because of the things they got exposed to growing up. Right. But you know. I like I guess me and you had different struggles growing up uh, to other people. We we had actually quite similar struggles growing up. Yeah. So that maybe that grew us up. So that, that's bit, I, uh, the irony of this entire conversation. We ended up being a lot more grown up and a lot more rounded as people because we went through stuff. That's the hope. Whereas some people, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Rather than these other people that didn't quite go through stuff and got swept up by all
0: the things that people were worried and scared about. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's one of those ones, it's like the idea of growing old, it, it's, it's always been a fascinating fascinating subject. And as time goes on, we start to contemplate those things a lot more. I think one of the, the biggest things that made me consider my my age is the fact that, you know, I haven't, I haven't started a family yet. You know, I've been thinking about kids, you know, um, you know, spreading my seed. Not in a in a sleazy way like Hollywood, but in a in a respectable. Well, we 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 said like that. It sounds kind of sleazy, bro. <laughs> it's no, much seed. yeah, spreading my seed, you know. But in a in a very sound like Eddie Murphy and coming to America, in a... soil his role oats. In my role oats. Um, but no, in a very respectable. In in a very, you know. Um... Uh, collaborative way you know for lack of a better word. but no on the real it's like you know I'm I'm 32 years old I haven't had my first kid you know I think about the idea is like I have my first kid by the time he's 10 years old he wants to do sports I'm already in my 40s and it's like you're thinking about can I keep up with my kid and um, it's something I have to worry about down the line but you know uh, I think everybody has their different ways of contemplating old age and when you're young you're indestructible you're free you're powerful it's never really a concern it's not until that first day where you go out to play basketball and you're thinking oh I can move the same way I could always move and you you just walk and you twist your ankle and the pain is like a whole new world from Aladdin it's just it takes you to a place where you never thought you could go again and you think to yourself wow yeah I'm old because this is taking more than a month to heal this is kind of messed up I digress. As you Ken, let's move on to something. I want to talk about a single item of the news. Um, I'm not Hugh Lewis, but this is the news. Now, I wanted to discuss what's going on in Hollywood right now. We just came from watching uh Black Widow a few weeks ago. It's like two weeks ago now, right? Yeah, two weeks. Give or take. So uh, we both enjoyed it. Fine. We had problems with it. It made decent money in its opening weekend, about $210 million. Uh, 60 million of it off of uh, the Disney Plus streaming platform. Now, this is the interesting thing, obviously, with all things after the release, it drops off. That's just the nature of the business. You know, you can't be hot forever, especially when it comes to the summer. There's going to be big boy releases every time. And considering we're in the middle of the pandemic, I want to consider one thing. Um, it's come out recently that Scarlett Johansson, the star of Black Widow, is suing Disney because she believes... Uh, that they infringed and violated her contract by releasing the movies simultaneously on streaming platforms and in cinema. So she's basically saying this has basically affected her ability to earn back end royalties off of the th- off of the movie, which is in her contract. I think a lot of these Marvel uh, actors have been around long enough that they've they've probably got that in the contract. You know, case in point. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. He's actually made more money off of the back end of the films than his actual initial contract. So, Ken, I from what you know about the situation, what is your opinion? Do you think this is like she's? How do you how do you stand on it? I'm gonna I'm gonna know where do you stand? Where do you sit? Well, where do you lay? I I I think I think
1: it's an unfortunate situation. Mm-hmm. I think that, that ultimately that's what it is because. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to see it from Marvel's perspective right. uh, or well, Disney's perspective yes. while just, well, just assuming that they're, they're evil and corrupt and blah, mm-hmm, blah, blah. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. I'm trying to see it from Scarlett Johansson's uh, perspective. Right, Looking at it from face value, yeah, it looks like she got screwed right. because, uh, well, I, I don't know. Like, I'm saying it looks like I don't know where, where everything lands. I don't know the context leading up to it. I don't know where it's going to go. I don't know why this got made public? You know, I don't know. I'm in a state of, I, I don't have full context, mm. but from face value, it looks like, um, she got screwed over. Mm-hmm. Um, they were presented a certain deal for her and then it didn't go the way that they said it would. Um, but then you look at it from the other side. Um, it, the contract was, was saying as if it was a, going to be a normal release. Yeah. So it's a normal release. It's going to make, cause even Mar- uh, films like Captain Marvel, broke the bank like it, it did very very well financially yeah right and that was a film that you know they heavily marketed that everyone went out to see everyone was it like people went to go uh, people went to go see that film mm-hmm. in the cinema um and they were assuming the same thing would happen with black widow they were looking to make psh, maybe like 1.5 billion from that i don't know how much they'll make from it but yeah you know they were looking to make stupid money off of it but then things fell through when you know a little crises around the world Mm -hmm. happened Mm -hmm. and so they knew that any release that they released uh post or during this period where everything is slowly trying to recover um for people that don't know if we have international listeners in ink well london i'm going to say england in london um everything is open now Mm -hmm. everyone can go out to the cinema everyone can you know go see well can actually just go out so technically we are open but people are still quite um reserved about going out people are still staying indoors for quite a few things cinema experience isn't quite where it used to be yes but i cannot say the same thing about america america things are not going as well yes and people everything is not as open as it is here yes so by that definition like it's not going to do as it should do Mm -hmm. financially on a week-to-week basis yes um However, to say that the first week was quite good, mm-hmm. uh but then, like you said, there was a major drop drop off. Yes. um So I guess what I'm trying to say is because there was a pandemic, that same kind of uh a uh, 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 structure that they use of like, all right, let's put everything onto the cinemas, onto the cinemas. Yeah. Isn't is going to work? Like, tenant didn't do what it was supposed to do. No. A lot of films didn't do what they were supposed to do, and that's because it was purely just on cinema. Yeah. G- given it was different parts of the pandemic but when it comes to this in particular like as a studio you want to make money mm-hmm. so to uphold that contract would mean you're losing a lot of money you're losing a lot of money that is true so i that I, and, and 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 because of that that's that's where this whole dilemma came mm-hmm. so should we try and change our contract should we only release it in theaters yes did she argue not to change the contract did we argue about some of something once again we don't know the context of that mm-hmm. because all it's seeing like she getting screwed over, but we don't know if Marvel actually comes to Sabita and it's like, hey, can we re-talk our contract because you know a pandemic is real, right? Like, can we change it? To... We don't know how deep she was into her contract. Yes, because if she's really done the work for things that are stipulated on the contract, yes. to now change it, I don't know what, what what the legal, uh, what legal leeway they have of that. So, it, it's tough. So, it, unfortunately, it went to this because of how the world is right, right. now. Um, so, so many things swirling around about this, mm-hmm. so many issues and so many... It, it, what I'm saying is more complex.
0: It's more complex than people uh, let on. It uh, is more complex. It does complex. look like that. It's, yeah. it's actually quite complex. And I've actually been able, over the last few weeks, I've been keeping my eye on the situation, gathering my data, my analysis on it. And I won't talk too long about this. But initially, it all started off with, you know, her initial lawsuit and uh, it going public and then Marvel sorry correction Disney as an entity uh, responded and their response which was very public was there is no merit whatsoever to this filing the lawsuit is especially sad and distressing in its callous disregard for uh, for the horrific and prolonged global effects of the COVID-19 pandemic. Disney has fully complied with Miss Johansson's contract. And furthermore, the release of Black Widow on Disney Plus with premier access has significantly enhanced her ability to earn an additional compensation on top of the 20 million she has received to date. Now, that's the, that's the uh, initial statement that D- uh, Disney has released. Now, that's fascinating, right? It kind of paints the picture of, like, no, your initial contract in terms of your salary was 20 million we're talking about your back ends that's what you're upset about um you could actually still earn back ends off of the movie release and uh disney plus platform now what i found out actually and i just actually found this out yesterday is that it's deeper than that so let's go all the way back to 2019 and this this is before the pandemic hit the pandemic didn't actually hit worldwide until what march of 2020 am i correct
1: Yes, yes. Because there was
0: rumors in twenty nineteen of it dropping in in China, but it hadn't spread worldwide yet. But in twenty nineteen, around August period, of, uh, period of time, there was already reports that Disney wanted to release the movie onto Disney Plus, which, bear in mind, was a new platform at the time. And at that point, Scarlett Johansson and her represent representatives were not happy about that. When she attempted to contact Disney, they actually refused to reply to her. So she contacted both Disney and Marvel and she rep- they refused to reply to her. Furthermore, extra information that's come out recently that Kevin Feige, who's like basically the head honcho of the MCU, Marvel Studios, he basically was disgusted and disappointed about the fact that Disney wanted to do a simultaneous release with uh Black Widow. Now, where it gets, from my perspective, where I think um, it's very, it's very sticky, very kind of, messy is um it's a two-fold thing right i can say this i think she's been screwed over but is it malicious probably but i think it comes from an idea that we're going to take a bath on this regardless but we just don't want to and that's this that's disney's perspective we're going to lose money on this film we didn't want to but we're not going to lose anymore and the reason why i say that is the fact that On one side of it, a reason why I kind of side with Scarlett Johansson, we have a contract. My movie comes out in cinema. When it's finished in cinema, you can put it out to DVD, streaming platforms, and all of that. And probably there's something, some language in there where she's getting backends off of the cinema release and maybe smaller backends off of the streaming release and uh, DVD sales, right? Because that's what, you know, similarly, uh, Robert Downey Jr. got. Where it gets a bit messy is the fact that they decide to do it simultaneously. And maybe there's language out there where since the per- the performance of it has been less than substantial in the box office, her percentage is lower. And plus probably what she's taken off of the streaming, if there's any money there, because I don't know her contract, she's probably either getting ranging from very little to nothing. Now, where kind of the it bounces back is that the fact that they were planning this from a while ago, Ken. Whether the simultaneous release, I don't know but they were planning to get it on Disney Plus very early on. I think where the the effery comes into it is that they did it simultaneously and that's what she has a problem with, which she has a right to. If it's in a contract that it wasn't supposed to be and they did it anyway and their excuse is the pandemic, there's an argument to be made now. They're going to court. That's what they're doing. Um, And it'll be down to a judge to decide that. What I find to be fascinating is this, right? Her belief that... Let's say this, devil's advocate. They didn't put it on Disney Plus Access, right? What was the guarantee that this movie was going to make big money in box office, period? Because bear in mind this, right? It made 60 million. And you're, Ken, you're good at math, right? We already discussed this before. It made 60 million off of the Disney Plus streaming platform. So.
1: You say 60 or 16? 60.
0: 60. Zero, 60. Zero off yep. of this uh, premiere access, right? And it's charged at yep. 30 US dollars. I don't want to do the the conversion, but I'm pretty sure that's like 20 pounds when we buy it here. Um, And that's not actually off a conversion. It's just basically with our tax and everything. But let's go just $30. By my mass, right? Am I correct? That's 2 million people that watched it off of uh, Premiere Access?
1: That's that's 2 million, yeah.
0: So you need to ask yourself this, Scarlett Johansson, right? Yes, you got completely screwed. But if 2 million people were more than okay to say, I'm not going to go to cinema to watch your film i will watch it from the comfort of my own home you have to factor that in because that's two million people that said i'm okay not to go to cinema to watch your film what does that say about the current situation people weren't willing to go to the cinema so if you eliminated premier access right assuming that those people those still same two million people would not actually leave their home that's six million that Granted, cinema tickets are not $30. dollars. Uh, they're about fifteen to twenty dollars. So potentially, yeah, still, yeah. two that two million people. So we're making a couple of assumptions. We're making assumptions. Then. But with those still yeah, those two million it, it's people, it's hard to tell. It's hard to tell. in the box office. You'll still be making less.
1: So yeah, it, it's it's hard to tell because we're in a situation where, um, we don't know what would happen if people had less options. Yes, that with people would have went to the cinema and
0: it would have done well. Mm-hmm. Um. I think and, it's astonishing like said, the current that two million people watched at home. I think that was that's crazy. I would have been No 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 that that that's that's understandable mm-hmm.
1: as understandable based on how the world is. Yeah. Understandable why people um weren't coming back week to week to watch um Black Widow to to because it was a major drop rather yeah. than a, a, a slow drop yeah. in numbers. It's just an unfortunate situation mm-hmm. because of the state of the world. Like when we talk about like well we don't know how it usually runs or how much people usually get paid off of the residuals of the
0: it's going to it's going to be a percentage in in the film it's going to be a percentage it's definitely going to be from what i know i don't know um from the first avengers i think a couple of the guys got one percent off of the back end and uh robert downey jr got maybe two to five percent i think roughly
1: okay cool we we don't know what the deal would be mm-hmm. when it comes to the streaming platform yes Um, and when I say we I mean the people that are not involved in it I'm not talking about her lawyer or yeah. myself or Disney or whoever because for all we know it could be a uh, not as good mm-hmm. uh, of a deal mm-hmm. one um, they could may earn less than well they probably would earn less compared to the percentage of what happens in the box office yes we, we, we don't know the stipulations of what that they meant about like oh uh the what well, the stipulations of the residuals that they'll make from the online platform yes. plus during uh, and it's two things during that period when it's premium yeah and during that and then and then after when the premium premium has gone yeah and it's just out there so we don't know what that actually means for scarlett johansson yeah and maybe that's what some of the pushback is for i think the pushback initially oh no well, what uh, one of the key aspects of the pushback is okay what you lot did is not what's on the contract and that's what they're trying to debate. Yeah, Right? And maybe the other part is, okay, cool, you're screwing us over because what, you know, people usually make from the box office, I'm now going to be making less because the residuals from the box office and from Disney Plus might be lower or it doesn't work the same way. Yeah. But once again, the issue with that is this is not a normal year. It's It's not not a normal uh, uh, um, environment where people go to the cinema like that. So... Like we said initially, it is bloody complex. Is it, it is, is crazy. so annoyingly complex? It's crazy. So which
0: yeah, I I I would say this right where where I'm gonna leave this topic from my perspective is um, Disney like War like um HBO Max should have made good right. So remember um last year when it came to um things like uh Wonder Woman 1984 right to appease the director and Gal Gadot, Warner Brothers out of their pocket. Paid out the the pro- a, a projected number to Pisa and Gal Gadot was sat- satisfied, and uh, the director Patty Jenkins was satisfied of it because I remember there was reports that she w- she didn't want it to go to streaming platforms, but eventually you got it because they they got paid out. Um, yeah, I yeah. think that's what Disney should have done. I think Disney should have taken the L because bear in mind where Disney is, especially with the NCU they could literally produce another five movies at a similar budget. All of them flop financially and they'll still be able be in several billions of dollars in profit with the whole of the MCU. Um, they take, They should have basically said, hey, this is a rough year, but we gave you a specific promise with the contract that we're, we're giving you. In a normal year, this is how much Black Widow we believe would have made, right? And let's say for the argument, it would have made similar to... Uh, captain marvel one billion dollars right they should have paid her out to the equivalent of that and said like it's not great but we're going to take this opportunity to put it on disney plus and try to recoup some money but we're going to honor you because you've been with us and again we have to remember this scarlett johansson's been with them for a good 10 plus years from all the way back to iron man 2 in 2010 right they should have that, and i think there's, there's twofold here. Marvel's thinking, we've already killed you off. We don't give a F. Not Marvel, sorry, let me correct myself. Disney, we already killed you yeah. off. We don't give a F. She's probably coming from the perspective of like, you already killed me off. I'm, su- I'm going to sue you because I don't give a F. I've already got money. But at this point, it's not about the money. It's about the principle. We have a contract. You violate that contract. And it seems like they wanted to do this from time ago. And the yeah. pandemic just gave them an excuse. I'm going to leave it there. And, you know, do you have anything else to add to that? Or do you want to move on?
1: Now, nah, nah, let's move on yeah. because it, I, 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 the only thing I w- actually, the only one thing I would add mm-hmm. is we're not going to stop watching this. Oh, no, because as this things goes on. Oh, oh it's great. As things go on, we're going to find out more and more context mm-hmm. and it'll either make Scarlett Johansson look good or bad or Disney
0: good I don't think Scarlett's coming uh, out bad on this one because at the end of the day, she's a performer that did a job, had a contract. They violated it a, in whatever a, capacity. For all.
1: I'm, I'm only saying that because we're looking at it from what is being presented to us. Yeah. We're not looking at it from all faces because you don't know what all the other faces look like. Yeah. It's like only seeing the front face of a dice.
0: That's true. Uh, That's true. But I I would find it hard to believe that she will pull shenanigans on this one. I I for it to go to court and you know and if it doesn't get thrown out after the first week, there's a claim there. There's something to be heard. Let's just put it that way. But Ken, we course, we are not here to necessarily talk, necessarily talk about legal wranglings of other people's money. We're here to talk about the things that make us who we are. What entertained us and what did we watch recently that made us very entertained, very. Very, very, very entertaining. I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler there. But this is a non-spoiler review. What are we talking about, Ken? Ah, are we jumping straight to the big one? We're jumping straight to the big one. We talked a lot about other stuff. I think we should just rip the band-aid off. Oh, just a little heads up, people. You're going to have a little bit of a bonus. That's all I'm saying. But, Ken, what are we talking about? We are talking about... The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. The Suicide, the suicide squad. squad. The Suicide Squad. Exactly. And yes, we're definitely exactly. talking about The Suicide Squad. This is going to be kind of like review impression, so it's going to be very uh, non-spoilerish. We're going to be just talking about um, the, the, the good and bad without going into any plot details, but we will be giving you a bonus episode, uh, something very, very brief that's going to be spoilerific for any person that's willing to hear our takes on specific moments of the film. Maybe you've already watched it already and you just want to have a little bit of a laugh with us because there's some stuff to say. Uh, Ken, do you want to kick off us first with your impressions of the film?
1: Yeah, yeah. Let's let's talk about it a little mm. bit. So, sui- the, suicide the Suicide Squad. The Suicide squad. Uh, My mistake. Uh, the Suicide Squad, bracket, 2021, yes. close bracket, because they put years in the front of things mm. or after things. To make it very, very, you know, defined. Yeah. Um. Especially when it comes to namings as well. So the Suicide Squad mm-hmm. is about, if you didn't know already, a group of um, criminals. I wouldn't say villains. Um. I. Technically, they are villains based off of the comic books, but uh, some criminals get put in prison and they get a deal of a few years, maybe even a decade, being knocked off their sentence if they perform a black ops off the books. Uh. Operation and missions for uh, someone named uh, Amanda Waller, Mm -hmm. who is who has close ties with the government and runs missions for America and those people alike. And so she has collected a group of uh, people with particular skills, Um, (laughs) mostly people that are incredibly good at what they do or just have superpowers uh to perform specific missions i'm not going to get into uh the details about what mission that they are uh that they're going on in this movie but just know that everyone here has one caveat if you go against what she says or what her organization organization says she will press a button and a bomb or explosive in the base of your skull will blow your head off and yeah that is the premise of this film. So bad guys that do bad things for the good guys so that no one knows about mm-hmm. it and they get disavowed if they do. Yeah. In this film this is the second attempt at uh, a Suicide Squad uh, Suicide Squad live action film. Yes. Not the not the uh, uh second attempt of a Suicide Squad film. Yeah. There's actually been quite a few Suicide Squad films uh animated ones yeah. which I have which are pretty damn good in my opinion. Oh yeah. Uh, so this is something that uh, this is a film that was produced by James Gunn, I believe. He
0: directed it and I think co-wrote. Uh,
1: sorry, apologies. Uh, he uh, co-wrote and directed it. And he did what James Gunn does in these films where he uh, brings a collection of people together and, you know, try and make sure everything is balanced. Yeah. And I'm not going to say too much about how he does that in this film, mm-hmm. but... um. From what we can tell, from what we've seen, what he he, his main objective in this film was to make sure. All right, cool. This is the Suicide Squad. A B C D E F. Elemental P X Y Z. These things that I have on my checklist will happen. Mm -hmm. And throughout the film, all you're doing is checking off the list. Okay, that's happening. That's happening. That's happening. That's happening. And usually, that might be an issue with certain films. That I call this. They're just ticking a box. Oh, they're just doing what we expect them to do. Yeah. Um. And no, not in particular. Um, he is checking things off of things that people expect to happen. But he's also checking off different things uh, that people have criticized films about. Mm-hmm. Uh, one thing in particular that we see in a lot of Marvel films or just some of these new age superhero films yeah. where there is a heartfelt moment and it is always uh, underplayed by a little quippy joke. Yeah. Um, in this film, uh, in quite a few instances, there's a heartfelt moment you get a genuine heartfelt it is genuine it doesn't, it doesn't turn, come off fake it doesn't it doesn't come off fake and it doesn't turn into a like oh by the way i'm going to say this thing to break the tension yeah. no they just let it happen yeah and i felt like that is, when it happened i, I do you know what it's so bad that i see it in these different films yeah. i was expecting it all right cool so this person, this character is going to say something this specific this specific character is going to say something after this yeah. very horrible thing that we just heard happen mm-hmm. And then they didn't. They just let the music swell. Yeah. You saw the genuine dread and like sorrowful uh, um, feeling from someone. I was like, oh, wow. But that lets you know how much it happens in, in films yeah. to the point where I expected it. I, it felt so refreshing when it happened. Mm. It's like, oh, yeah, they actually left space for people to feel in this film. Yeah. Amazing. So, yeah, that, that's, that's one great positive I would say about this mm-hmm. film. Um, another positive I'll say about this film is they actually take their time to, um, oh, there are so many great ideas in it. Mm-hmm. They, they take their time to make sure these great ideas get a great front view, uh, front row seat right. um, uh, to the people that are watching it. Uh, I'm not going to get too much into it, but the technology that we see in this film, uh, some of the specific things that people do, I'm like, wow, this this was a, this was a great idea. Yeah. And it wasn't distracting. Exactly the, the things that I'm... Me- like, uh, I remember about the film, yeah, and that's 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 one key thing that I would say that this film has over a lot of other films that have come out in the last few years. Right. There are a lot of memorable aspects of this film. I, I kind of don't remember the plot, but I remember a lot of the cool stuff that happened in it, a lot of the cool scenes that happened in it. There's one scene when it, um, when people are infiltrating an area, yeah. and then at the end of that scene, you realize, oh my gosh, it actually was a setup for a huge joke, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. And it was so... Di- like, I, I remember that. Yeah, I will remember it. so many memorable bits like that. Mm. You know, the technology, the setup for the jokes. And I guess that's indicative of the person that is directing yeah. it. Because James Gunn knows how to set up a scene so that everyone can be involved in it. Yeah. Even down to little rivalries throughout the films. Like, oh, these two people have a rivalry because of this specific thing that was set at the beginning of the film. Yeah. And they pay it off so, so well. But then later on in the film, you realise... Why these uh, uh the characters that were quote unquote rivals? Yeah. Why they actually are different, even though they were set up as more or less a uh, uh, very very similar from the beginning. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, just talking out very quickly about. Actually, let me let you jump in because I got other things to talk about, but I I want people to get your opinion as well. Okay, what do you think, Tom? All
0: right, so right off the back, I'm gonna be uh spoilerific. We're gonna save that for later. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the the gist of like. The pacing, uh, how I felt about the writing and all of that jazz, right? So I can say this. Th- this is the first time ever that I've appreciated a movie's marketing for lying to me. This movie's marketing lies to you. If you've seen any of the trailers, it's a lie. When you see certain characters in it, in, that tr- in the trailer, and you see them in the film, the, the marketing was complete falsehood. They are not what you what you what what they seem. The movie is not what you seem. And it tells you that at the very beginning, straight away. It doesn't waste any of the time. It rips off that bandaid and says, no, this is the movie that we're doing right now. These are the players. And, and let's talk about some of the players, right? Let's talk about the people that you're already aware of from the trailers, because this is not going to be spoilerific. But, you know, the star of the, the show is, uh, is Idris Elba. He plays, um, oh God, what is this character's name? That is terrible. I should be able to remember. What blood bloodsport? bloodsport, right? I knew it was gonna be something like death blow or Deathstroke, or, but B- bloodsport, <laughs> the generic supervillain name, and his character again spoken in the in the trailer. He's essentially a guy that is a living weapon anything he uses can be used with deadly force and he's proficient with it been tra- been trained since he was born to be this murderous thing and he got in- he got put in prison because he he almost killed superman with a kryptonite bullet and i, I heard he put superman in the icu the icu you. um yeah so he put it put him in prison it's weird there was like reports of people went happy about that i think it's herself it's literally from the comics i don't know a lot of people were saying like oh look at this thing they're trying to make superman look pathetic no it literally happened in the comic books he got shot Rev, his one weakness it's, is kryptonite uh, I, and he shot a bullet people, You know, at him. sensitive people are gonna sensitive that's all i'm gonna say um but yeah so Idris Elba just he really kills it like he, he em- embodies this character fully it's Idris Elba being Idris Elba he's not putting on an American accent it's a cocky accent but it's like you get the character like there's a certain interaction he has with another character in it where he he plain out says I'm not a nice guy nothing I do is nice I take money and I do I, I, I kill people so you need to stop thinking there's anything up here that you need to stick around leave go I'm a murderer. I'm in prison for trying to kill Superman. Do you need to learn anything more? But over the course of the film, James Gunn, he does it without without a heavy hand, grows the character. He grows he grows Elba's um blood sport. You've Got you know, Margot Robbie killing it as Harley Quinn. This has probably been the best and probably my favorite version of Harley Quinn in terms of the DCEU, if you can still call it the DCEU. But, like, how do you, how do you feel about Harley Quinn? Did you did you enjoy her performance, like Margot's performance as Harley Quinn in this?
1: <laughs> Yo, with Harley Quinn, there was one scene I was like, oh no, but I was like, nah, they got recovered yeah. from this,
0: they got recovered, and then they, they recovered, recovered from it differently. So I think I know what you're talking had. about. Oh, I think I know what you're talking about. I think, I think you know, and, and good, good. And it good, goes good. to something we talk about in the spoiler, yeah, it goes to something else where it's like like the production value in this film. And I'm not talking about just st- strictly speaking, oh, great CG. All of these movies at this point have great v- CG or CG of varying degree. I'm talking about the setting, right? At no point did I thought to myself, oh, this feels like a set. It felt like a real place. Because um, I've seen other movies like, yeah, like that. I don't good. know, uh, Ken, did you watch Jolt uh, the, the other week? Yeah. Good. I, w- I yeah. watched Jolt. And uh, did we talk about Jolt? I can't remember. Uh, no I don't think so, so. Joel is one of these films it starred Kate Speck and so and this is just a small tangent but it's very much a movie when I was watching it, it I could tell that they were using the set from Friends that's how it felt right and legit there's a moment <laughs> where like the movie's supposed to be set in New York but you can clearly see they're walking down the riverbank of the River Thames in England like you can literally see the signs London signs and I think to myself who are you trying to convince? It, but you watch something like this where, granted, it's a fictionalized South American country, but it feels lived in. The people feel real. The the world feels real. It doesn't feels like it doesn't feel like a set, but not only the production value in the sense of like the the world setting, it's also the production value in the set pieces. DC hasn't done great set pieces like this since The Dark Knight, and I'm 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 gonna say this right now. This movie is the best Warner Brothers DC movie since The Dark Knight. It's better than Man of Steel. It's better than Batman vs Superman. It's better than, I'm going to say this now, with my chest, with my chest, it's better than Justice League Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut, I liked fine. I enjoyed it. It was a good film. This movie, on its first attempt, no lie, it knocks it out of the park. It didn't need a a gun cut. It didn't need a James Gun cut. It just killed it off of the bat. Let me move on to another character that I thought was a really interesting character. I didn't actually initially like him from the trailers, but again, the trailers did something that I really appreciate. It lied to me. I didn't like him in the trailer, but in the film, I loved him. John Cena as piss peacemaker, absolutely <laughs> peacemaker. Pissmaker. He he makes piss. You know, he drank a bit too much water. Has a uh, he he his whole power is that he leaks on people with his piss. Pissmaker. Um, no peacemaker dope character i'm not gonna lie i can't wait to watch his solo show he's got a solo show coming up on hbo max um john cena's interaction with Ijisoba is what makes the film for i would say 50 percent of it and when it when it comes down to this um crescendo it means something when it comes to the climax between the two characters um i think his character is hilarious well written it, and it's one of those ones like you you realize something with these characters both peacemaker and bloodsport is that they have very similar backstories almost identical and they make a joke about that and there's this kind of weird friendship slash rivalry even though it's brief where there's like this one-upmanship right and it's all a testament to the back and forth between john cena and Edge selba John Cena, who's a guy that I recognise is actually really, really funny. I, I've seen him in films like the um, The Train Wreck and Cock Blockers. He's legit a funny actor. But when you give Joe this reminds me of what does it remind you of?
1: It reminds me of Batista and The Rock and Hulk Hogan. Yeah. All the all, all three of them have gone from wrestling yeah. to, uh, to to movies or TV yeah. or whatever. And they end up and they always go in the same way right. where they're the big strong muscular yeah. man that happened to be funny because they're deadpan uh, um, they're deadpan and very very uh, um, take me seriously uh, performances right. and John Cena did the exact same thing here where he was like yeah obviously I'm, I'm this yeah. guy and it just end up being hilarious from some of the things
0: that he said and you know it, it's great, the interesting man. thing about him is like the choice that they made to make him like the ultimate Chad like he is the Chad that kills people like he's a bro dude, he's a frat bro, but he also happens to be proficient in any weapon known to man. uh the fight scenes with him were dope. I'm not going to talk about any specific one, but it goes back to the production value, the choreography in this film and the set pieces and how they you know James Gunn. But we know it. It's James Gunn. He did Guardians of the Galaxy Volume One and Two. He he has a good eye, and obviously you can't necessarily necessarily just put it on the director. It's like the stunt choreographer, the 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 the, the choreographer, uh, the 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 the, co- uh, the director of choreography himself. Like you know, we don't have these names, but it's like that collaborative effort worked on screen. It didn't. You didn't watch it and think, "Oh, there's too much shaky cam, and I can't see anything." When they wanted you to see something, they showed you in full scale, full shot, and it was better for it. You know, there's other characters in did, it that were did, go for it. Did you? Do you
1: know who I was impressed with in the production? Who? Just because you was talking about like um uh, uh the stunt coordinator yeah. and everything. I was impressed with the editor. Yes, the editor during these fight scenes, he like he or she, they, literally just. They kept they they, they tried to minimize the amount of cutaways yeah. for for certain fights, yes. and you know I've seen like in like five seconds in other films like there's like ten mm-hmm. cuts. I'm like what what? But that's in, indicative of all the other things around yeah. it. It's kind of like music production, you don't have to edit a lot if the first recording is pretty damn right. good. So, and that's a big testament to everything working in harmony. Yeah. So the uh, the stunt coordinator, or the fight cho- uh, choreographer. Um, did such a good job with the people that were actually in the actual film yeah. that, that they didn't have to do heavy editing to make the punches and kicks and the violence look good. Right. Um, and I find that so, it, yeah.
0: I, up I, it's up there. I, high production. High production. I think the, the the writing was perfect. It's not it's nothing complicated. It's nothing deep, but it works for the film. It works with the pacing. It moves, it moves at a steady clip. You're never bored there's a lot of jokes in it some of them don't land some of them when they do land you'll be having yourself laughing hysterically but it's never done to undercut the film you're always you're always you always know where you are with the film you never find yourself scratching wait like, huh well that doesn't make sense like warner brothers have been notorious for with their previous films and this is not to bag on previous films but there has been a consistent issue of head scratching i think warner brothers for as much as they wanted to go deep and dark and serious with the DCEU, bear in mind, this movie is actually quite dark when you actually watch it. They don't have a deft hand in levity or balance. And I think that's what Marvel has succeeded in. And it literally took a Marvel director for them to do another good DC movie. And it's telling. It's very telling. Because James Gunn, famous for doing Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 1 and 2, killed it in this film. He literally killed it. Some of the negatives. Let me. I'm gonna cap off my uh, impressions with some of the negatives, um, and it's only really one negative, I would say, is what they did with Viola Davis as uh, Amanda Waller. She kind of was just like a plot device. She wasn't. She was barely a character. She wasn't so much of even a character in the first Suicide Squad. And I think this this franchise is actually very much done her a disservice i love Uh, i love viola davis and i love the character of amanda waller they give you the aspects that this woman is conniving she's pure evil all she cares about is the success of the united states by any means necessary she's willing to kill a newborn baby if it means that the flag will fly again um but you're very you're you're pretty much given very surface level that you don't learn anything about her. You don't even learn by why she's so gung ho about some of the things that she does in this film. There's a, very much a moment where she wants to keep a secret a secret, and you and it's for state you know it's a state secret. She wants to protect America, but you're never given whether it's this film or the last film, you're never given a context of why Amanda Waller is like this. You know, what is her backstory? We just know her to be this badass agent for the government. We don't know why, but we get that for all of these other people. And it's a shame. Uh, Same thing about Peter Capaldi's character uh, who plays Gaius Greaves, the thinker. Um, I know the character, the thinker. He's also been featured on the Flash TV show. Cool character, Uh, the idea that, you know, he's a super genius that's uh, augmented his own genius through science. You don't get that at all in this film. He's just a guy with rods in his head. No. Yeah. Um, he said that he's a smarmy scientist that just has rods in his head. And it's like, it begs the question. is like, why are you a thinker? You're just kind of a basic scientist. That's it. Uh, but all in all, this movie is, is A1. It's A star. It's five stars. Whatever score you want to put on it, this movie, good. Go watch it. Go enjoy it. And if you want us to, if you want us, if you want to join us in the spoiler conversation, because either you already watched it, maybe you don't have any plans to watch it, or you just want us to just shoot the shit about it, we will do the shooting of the shit because this movie is worth shooting shit. Yeah, there's a lot to it, man. Yeah. Like,
1: and and I, I think when you when you when you actually deep because the people that went with, yeah. because uh, I went today actually uh, so I'm I'm, I'm fresh a few hours just it's off fresh. Of it. Very fresh. Um, they they were saying very similar things to what you were mm-hmm. saying in the fact that this film is uh, so much better than what's come before yes. it from this universe. Um, even though they're still trying to step away from the universe. Um, there's one key thing um, that I, I really liked from the edits on this. Yeah. They, they There was a bit of exposition here and there. But they didn't handle exposition by dedicating an entire scene to yeah. it in e- everywhere. There was a couple of scenes with that. I call this. is We're going to talk about uh, the backstory or something in the past, but you know, comparing to the previous film, they weren't trying to do like a, a, a trailer for every single character. Right. It was just like, I call right, cool, this person yeah. and we're moving on. We're yeah. done. We're done. We're moving on. All right. We said this cool. Like, and, and, and it kind of gives you uh, an idea of, how they wanted you to see some of these characters. It's like, all right, cool. I'm telling this person because it's not important. Mm -hmm. Simple. It's not important. You don't need to know how they come up, why they're here. They're just here and we're moving on. And I really like that because it didn't waste screen time. It didn't. We don't need to know why they're badasses. That's what the film's meant to show you. Show me why they're badasses. Don't tell me. Don't give me a pre-trailer before
0: that. It's like, wait, wait, did you just say, show don't tell, tell show me. don't oh. tell it's kind of like with the whole man is still things like everybody like the movie the, the with superman in the pardon me in the dceu right everything around the film the marketing people on chat rooms and twitter and stuff are constantly trying to say this is how Superman's always supposed to be or oh, superman's the ultimate being superman is the ultimate good guy he's this that and the other but the movies failed to to do that the movies constantly fail to do that because everybody else was telling me the movie failed to show me. This movie not only lies to you, it, it it tells you something. It tells you something in the trailer, but it's lying to you because it's saying like, this, our job wasn't to, to show you with the trailer. We show you a little bit, but we're lying to you. We're gonna show you with the film. And when we show you, that's how you learn about this film, how, how you learn about the characters movie's dope man I, I think
1: it's, I think it's a good technique to do that with the mm-hmm. trailers uh, mainly because when we watched trailers you know uh, 10 15 even 20 years yeah. ago um, people would speculate but the speculation wasn't so easily available yeah. literally within hours of a trailer dropping. Yeah. People are like, all right, cool. This means this, this means this, this means this. When you pause out here at, the, uh, at a 60th of a fraction yeah. of a second, you can see this thing in the background, which means this is coming up. Like it, It's so easy to literally deconstruct an entire right. film because people are dedicating... Their own profession to yeah. do that on youtube or various platforms so when you do like a bluff in the trailer it's like oh maybe this has happened maybe this It happened. feels refreshing it, in a way still maintains yeah it still maintains that freshness or that you know that wonder like you already know tony and i've said it multiple times in this podcast i, I don't like watching you trailers don't. anymore i don't if i know i'm gonna watch mm-hmm. something i ain't gonna bother with the trailers yeah. because it's so quick for things to be revealed yeah. was it recently and I'm not going to spoil it for anyone but you know there's something that happened recently Um, the uh, other way that people spoil stuff not just from the trailers is from toy right. drops so oh, uh, the, the, the pictures of toys get leaked there we go you know what's going with this the Spider-Man toys have been leaked recently so you can know what suit spider mans going to mm. get you kind of see even with uh, Shang-Chi um, you kind of see how some of the characters are going to look in their final
0: suit form, yeah. You know what yeah. I mean?
1: Because they always save that to the second half. Oh, of I haven't, the third I haven't actually the, seen uh, that,
0: you know, the final f- suit form for Shang-Chi. So I am spoiler free okay. on that one. I,
1: yeah, good. Um, and I, and I, that's, that's what I want. I, I think they're trying to maintain that wonder and awe mm. of a film so you can actually go in without a preconceived expectation of it. And that's the reason, main reason why I do it. But he's doing it forcefully rather than me removing myself collectively yeah. he's doing it like, from now on I'm watching James Gunn trailers because I know he's not trying to reveal too much from the film because that's what I hate watching trailers yeah. I, don't I don't want to see who the big villain is I don't want to see like the the best one liner I don't want to see the best action pose from a trailer yeah. I want to watch that first time and be Definitely. impressed and a lot of things that happened in this film I was bloody impressed crazy with crazy impressed with you know um, action wise I'm telling you there's so many good ideas in yes. this and i'm gonna leave it at that before i start spoiling what some of those ideas are
0: so um i think we can wrap it up there man um all in all man we it's clear that we both enjoyed uh this movie and uh we're very eager to get into why we do but for now we're gonna keep it brief based off of some of the feedback we've gotten you prefer to be spoiler free we're gonna respect you because we love you okay so (coughs) pardon me That cough wasn't because I was lying, and it wasn't because of a COVID. It's just a tickle. But um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. let's uh, let's wrap it up there, Ken. Um, thank you for joining us we- this week. Um, the Ken, do the outro for me because I'm about to cough up a storm.
1: All right, cool, cool, cool. <laughs> um, guys, if you want to follow us, follow us on Instagram, Twitter um uh, and soon to be youtube wink wink um on on deck podcast um you can follow to- uh tony on royale dot majesty uh, royale with an e you can follow me on i'm mr ken on instagram uh thank you very much for uh tuning in every single week please evangelize us to all your friends please share like comment on us we really want to know what you guys are thinking we really want to uh, know what you guys uh want to see out of these shows we got some really good feedback recently and we're trying some new stuff here so uh yeah by all means please keep in touch with us uh please let us know everything about uh well what you like and dislike um and i think that's all i'm gonna say uh hopefully you guys pick up on the next part which is going to be our uh, spoiler spoiler uh, or opinions on this film so uh please stay tuned for that a extra bonus podcast if you will bonus episode but yeah man uh
0: adios people peace